now. Now. It's time for your VO news served piping hot and fresh. Gather round. It's time for the VoiceOver Cafe. Welcome to the VoiceOver Cafe. VO news served up piping hot. My name is Terry Daniel and uh, Trish Bassani, I believe, has entered the cafe. Trish, good morning. I'm here. I'm here. Sorry I'm late. Oh, no. How's it going? Did you have a good Halloween? Um, yeah, I did. I worked, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's... So I uh, made money, so I guess that means good, right? Voice talents really don't take the holidays off. And my studio is actually in the... I'm such a humbug. My studio is in the middle of the house and does not have a window to the outside. So I just turn all the lights off and nobody even comes to the door. It's great. <laughs> Well, I've been. Uh, I, tr- I try to be a little original when, when kids come to the door. So, you know, about a couple weeks prior, I started stealing hubcaps in the neighborhood. And uh, <laughs> so when kids come trick or treating to my door, I actually I put a big hubcap in their uh, trick or treat bag just to be original. <laughs> nice. Yeah, uh, that, that's what we do in this neighborhood. It's all good, clean fun. Oh, boy. Better than razor blades, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, we don't really have. <laughs> I, I would hope, yeah, I would. I re- yeah, I remember that. Don't take apples. If somebody puts an apple in your bag, don't take it because they might have put yeah. a razor blade in the middle of it. Remember that? Bad people. Yeah, bad people in the apples and the razor blades. I know it was crazy. Yeah, it was pr- pretty frightening to just put fruit in a trick-or-treat bag anyway. Mm-hmm. And I even heard it in my, what do they call it, podunk town in uh, New Jersey. Yes, there there is a uh, podunk town in New Jersey, and I live in it. Nice. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> nice. Well, now, you know, everything is, is, is all about political correctness and health. It's like I was really surprised that a couple of kids didn't come to the door and say, do you have anything gluten-free? <laughs> It's so true. You know, or the parents at least asking yeah, for them. You know, it's uh, you know we're living in the Whole Foods era these days. But um, yeah. but once a year, it's not bad as long as you know. To me, I think kids are. I think it's. I think it's okay to do the candy thing for a little while. You know, and it just you know you have a couple days worth and you eat it all and it's just a kid thing. And you know, it's done. like it's I don't done. know, it doesn't have to be healthy all the time. You got to have some fun. I agree. I agree. So uh, we got a great uh, show for you today. Uh, uh, Tom Deere will be back with Totally True Tales, along with Rob Siglimpaglia with A Legal Minute. But mm-hmm. Trish, why don't you tell uh, the listeners about our guest coming up as well? Okay. Uh, our guest is Ingrid French from Ingrid French Management. And um, she is uh, a, an agent slash manager in New York City. Uh, I think she might, I'm not sure if she's actually an agent. She might just be a full-time manager. But um, she's in New York, and um, she represents good people like our very own Tom Deere. And uh, cool. she's agreed to come on and answer some questions with us today. Very cool. Well, we'll get to her just a little bit later on. I want to talk briefly, Trish, because we always try to give away a marketing tip or two on the show. And uh, I think we should continue that because, you know, we uh, we are marketing geniuses. And yes. I think it's only fair that we share our nuggets with the entire voiceover planet. Uh, let me talk a little bit uh, briefly about how joining meetup groups is good for your business. And Trish, I know that you've been to uh, a couple and you've even started a couple in your area. But what I find uh, as a voice talent in Minneapolis is, uh, for one, I'm shunned locally. They hate me here. I don't know if it's just because I don't have enough of a Minnesota accent, but I get more work out of this market. That's also another show. So to all you Minneapolis agents, fuck you. Um, 
what I've what I've been getting uh, some work doing, just joining different entrepreneurial meetup groups. And you can do this by going to meetup.com. Find as many small business meetups, entrepreneurial meetups, um, you know, all kinds of different groups that you can you can sign up for the group and you can attend the events. They're they're usually free. Sometimes there's like a five dollar charge for food, or if you're kind of going in on the room. But these are events where you can share your business cards with other business owners and other marketing gurus who may potentially need your voice for maybe an audiobook or an on hold message, maybe a podcast intro or outro. These are absolutely dynamite networking events that you should be participating in because it really costs you next to nothing to be a part of. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've experienced that in your area. Where you, Have you ever gone to like outside of, I mean, the voiceover groups are great, but mm-hmm. have you gone to any other meetup, like marketing meetup groups or small business owner type meetup groups? Yeah, um, I've gone to small business and just, you know, it's just labeled plain networking. Um, so... You know, it's uh, I'll go and, you know, I have to drive a little bit to get to like the more um, uh, populated areas of New Jersey. But uh, it's actually worked out really well for me. I've I, I have been introduced. I've had I've met people there that have introduced me to people that have become clients. That, so I've gotten referral work from them. And I've also gotten some work from people within the group itself. Um so you have to remember that it's not just when you go to these and it's not it doesn't happen overnight. I never had anything happen like the first time I ever went. Right. But once I develop a relationship with some of those people, some of those people are really smart and they're interesting. Um, and so I go and I get involved with one particular group for a little while. And I get to know those people, let them know what I do, and get a chance at speaking if you possibly can. Like I'm a, I'm a Twitter freak, so um, I just wound up, you know, um, wound up speaking on Twitter uh, at, at a meetup, you know, and it was re- it was neat. And so it gets your kind of name in front of people. It was probably about fifty people at this thing, and uh, and this guy is actually keeping me in mind when he's writing. He's writing a book, and he's keeping me in mind for his his audiobook. Um, so, you know, it's for voicing it. So um, you never know who you're going to wind up running into or, you know, what kind of I've met people from ad agencies and production companies. I've gotten a good amount of work from from meetup type groups. That's very cool. And you can go to meetup.com and you can actually do a search for all kinds of different meetup groups in your area. Uh, another quick tip would be to, uh, to join your local chamber of commerce because they get together once per quarter. There is an annual fee for that. But again, this is another opportunity for you to share with other people about how you can help their business grow and uh, trade off business cards. Apparently, there's some kind of New Jersey creative network meetup in a brewery. Have you ever heard of this? Cricket Hill Brewery in Fairfield? Yeah, how did you know? How did you know about that, Terry? Uh, well, because our program director once again just <laughs> typed me the note on Google Docs. Oh. <laughs> yes, we went to me and Tom went to um, a, a networking event. It was NJ Creatives uh, is the networking group from Meetup. And it's a bunch of people, you know, you don't run into the CPAs and the, you know, financial analysts and the, the, the people that, you know, it's, it's only for, not that those people are bad, it's just that we're, you know, we kind of need to sometimes be in an environment where there's people like us that kind of are, 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 um, are right-brained, left-brained, I don't know, whichever, the creative ones. <laughs> I know, I get so, that mixed up all the time. 
And um, so I think that, it, I mean, so yeah, we went to a brewery, um, Cricket Hill Brewery in Fairfield, New Jersey, and there was probably, there was a good amount of people there. They had food, they had free beer samples. Um, Nice. And it was everybody there from, you know, they were some, some producers were there, some photographers, a, a lot of freelance web designers, that sort of thing. So they were all creative people. Um, and it was neat. It was, it was a great little get together. I, I wish they would do it more. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't think that they've had it there again in, in a while, but, um, I'm definitely up for it again if, uh, if it comes up. And, and they're, you know, they're, they're, they're pretty fun too. I mean, we try to, in the, in the mm-hmm. meetup group in Minneapolis, we'll do like a script read or I'll talk about marketing for a while or I'll bring in a local talent agent as a guest mm-hmm. and it's good to kind of mix them up so the voiceover groups are great well um, I believe I hear Mr. Tom Deere coming into the cafe here he's got a uh, another uh, exciting episode of Totally True Tales and now Totally True Tales with Tom Deere you can't make this shit up I'm coming and I'm coming. Uh, yeah how are you buddy Hold on, hold on. All right, hi. Hey, Tom. Doctor, hey, what's up, guys? Have you ever been called Doctor Deer? <laughs> no. But I kind of like that. I've been ring. called a lot of things, but I, I kind of like doctor. the ring to that. I, I kind of well, can't anybody usually? Be a, it's like you something something deer, you know. Well, uh, anybody can be. A, you can't say here, uh, but yeah. <laughs> I like it. Well, I think can't anybody be a doctor now? You just have to fill out the paperwork and mail it in. <laughs> Yes. So, yeah, so you can be sure. a doctor or you can like be a minister. You can provide yes, you over can weddings a- <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> you can be an ordained minister, Dr. Yeah. Tom Deere and the Reverend Terry Daniel. <laughs> also, oh, full-time God. voice talent, Help part-time barber, yeah. and you know whatever else. That would be a lethal combination. But uh, so what do you got? Um, I do have another totally true tale. Um, I don't know how this stuff, these things happen. I mean, I think they happen to everybody, just bizarre coincidences. But um, I'm going to combine this as a totally true tale and a voice crush at the same time. Oh, very cool. Oh, boy. Um, So my voice crush is a voice talent named Jessica Waxman. She is a fantastic voice talent. You can hear her at jessicasvoices.com. Actually, let's hear a clip right now. Ralph Lauren presents a new team of fragrances. Reel in a great deal with two delicious filet of fish sandwiches for just $3. To know from childhood, we explore the universe to learn more about ourselves. So another year has almost come and gone. Those extra incy-wincy pounds on the hips and thighs are more than a gentle reminder. Thank you very much. So she's pretty good, right? Yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. awesome, actually. She's, she's very talented. Right. So she, um, she was And she's a fellow face- Voxy lady. That's right. She's a Voxy lady. So um, she's fantastic. She's got a great young, young voice. She's just she's just really wonderful, and I actually met her for the first time through Voxy Ladies, uh, a Voxy Ladies mixer in New York that we went to last year. So mm-hmm. she's great. She um, she's in Chicago now, doing the voiceover thing in Chicago and doing very very well. So anyway, she's my voice crush. So um, nice. last week, uh, my mother, um, who also lives in New Jersey, um, flies to visit my brother and his family every Halloween. So they take little Jaden, which is my niece, out trick-or-treating. So that's been sort of the ritual for the past few years. In Dallas. So, in Dallas, yes, in mm-hmm. Dallas. Um, so, um, you know, as a lot of people do, you know, when you land, you can turn your cell phone on. So you always call, you know, whomever to make 
sure to let them know that you landed safely. So her flight lands in Dallas and, um, you know, the plane starts taxiing and then my phone rings and she calls and she's like, just letting you know I landed safe. I said, okay, cool. And then she said, um, do you know Jessica Waxman? Now, I've never told, <laughs> she's never come up in conversation, Jessica, for, you know, whatever reason, she would just never, it's just never come up. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> she's like, she's a nice girl, right? I'm like, yeah, she's, she's great. <laughs> Mom, <laughs> how, how do you know her? And she's like, well, I'm sitting next to a very nice young lady on the plane whose name is Candace. And Candace lived in the same building that Jessica did in New York. I'm that like, is, you're kidding me. I'm like, how did this come up? That she's is like, crazy. well, of course I talked to her because my mom talks to everybody. She's always running for mayor or governor of, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, she's a very wonderfully chatty, you know, ch she just likes to chat people up since she loves chatty people up in grocery, grocery line, grocery store lines. And, you know, she always chats to whoever she's sitting next to on the plane. And she's <laughs> like, we just started talking. And, and, and of course, I talked about you and what you do for a living. I'm like, oh, mom. Um, and she's like, yeah, and it turns out that, yeah, she knows Jessica. So... I don't know where this where this falls in line with like me meeting Seth Rogen's grandmother and owning her bridge <laughs> chairs. <laughs> I'd say this is even more of a coincidence. Yeah, yeah, you, you just definitely have the, you less just of a chance the... of you. That's crazy. Yeah, because the Seth Rogen's grandmother thing, as bizarre as it was, was sort of a second degree celebrity sighting thing. Mm -hmm. Who my mom happens to be friends with, Seth Rogen's mm -hmm. grandma. But yeah, this is just like, what are the odds of all the planes and and. And my mother was going to a plane in Dallas, and Jess lives in New York, lived in New York, and now lives in Chicago. And so that was just that was just strange. Wow. That's well, just, that's cool. And so I, what's the lesson here, Tom? Oh God. Yeah, the moral uh, of the story is the, the the moral the moral of the story is um, you never know who you're going to run into. Uh, don't be afraid to network, even on a plane, even if it's not for you. Exactly. <laughs> I, I like it. And your mother seems to be a wonderful woman, but, uh, you know, I, I'm not the chatty type on a plane. When I sit down on a plane, out come the big, giant armadillo headphones <laughs> to let everybody on the frickin' plane know that I'm not interested. See, I like talking to people on planes. I've met I've met owners of ad agencies. I've gotten a lot of work from people that I've sat to sat next to on planes. So, um, and I am I am the chatty one. I, I I try to go. You know, I don't chat just to chat. If I feel that the person wants to chat, then I'll chat with them. But I'm not one of those annoying people that can't that has no like you know uh, self awareness that I just keep talking and they're like, oh God, please shut up. No, you I know? like to. So. Uh, I, I you know when, when I put my headphones. On, I'm of course doing research for this show. Of course you are. You know that's oh, that, I'm, I'm focused. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a dick. I'm just focused on my work. I think you're focused on being a dick. <laughs> All right, boys. But well, we love you. I'm just gonna go out of my way to be an asshole. <laughs> no, I'm not one of those guys on the plane. That's for sure. Um, oh, boy. Uh, well, that that is a good one. You have you you easily have the most interesting stories, and of course, never a dull moment with uh, with a, a week in the life of Tom Deere. Aw, oh, shucks, mm -hmm. thanks, guys. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm gonna go back to Tom. my other table now and focus on not being a dick. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, all right. Well, uh, it, it's been uh, it's been a while since uh, this gentleman has been a part of the show, but uh, I think we should jump right into the uh, the legal minute with Mr. Rob Siglimpeglia. And now it's Rob Siglimpeglia. The lawyer with the most difficult name in the world to pronounce with the Legal Minute. So what's the difference between a talent manager and a talent agent? Traditionally, managers were not allowed to procure employment by sending their talent out for auditions. Agents can only do that. Managers, on the other hand, managed all aspects of a talent's career, while the agent sent you out for work. However, because of... Strict union rules and other reasons, the lines have been blurred a bit between the agent and the manager. Many agents are switching over to become managers and assuming the role of agents sending clients out for auditions. And that's because it allows them a little more flexibility to do so. Now with this blurring of the lines also comes the possibility of abuse. Some talent managers like our guest Ingrid French are very reputable and highly regarded. Others not so much. So when you're looking for an agent or a manager, it's important to know what function each will be playing for you. For example, will they be sending you out for auditions or will they be managing your career? And it's also very important to have an entertainment lawyer look over the contract that the manager or agent may want you to sign. It can make or break your career. And I've talked about this before, but there are different ways that a talent manager or an agent can work with you. One, they can freelance with you. If they freelance with you, there's nothing in writing. It's an oral agreement, and either party can leave the other at any time. They can have you sign a non-exclusive agreement with them, which is a contract in writing, but it says that you can work with other agents or managers in the same area. Or it can be an exclusive contract, where you're only allowed to work with that one particular agent or manager. Or maybe you're restricted to one certain territory, or one certain area of entertainment, like voiceover, or commercials, or legit, or theater. This is another reason why seeking the advice of experienced entertainment counsel can help you out tremendously, so you know what you're getting into and you know what you're signing. This is Rob Sigampeglia with another Legal Minute. Wow, interesting stuff from Rob, huh, Terry? Yeah, good to have him back. Thank you, Rob, and uh, we'll have him back on a future show. But uh, right now we'll get uh, to our guest here, uh, Ingrid French. is a, a personal manager and owner of Ingrid French Management a dynamic talent management company. She represents actors and models for commercial, print, television, film, theater, and voiceovers. Uh, She has recently booked clients for voiceovers for Go Diego Go, Dora the Explorer, Domino's, Lens Crafters, Ruby Tuesday, and Canon. She has uh, also booked actors on Law & Order, uh, SVU, Guiding Light, Orange is the New Black, House of Cards, Fringe, Ugly Betty, Flight of the Concords, and 30 Rock, just to name a few. Uh, she's also booked actors for feature films and independent projects, including one of my favorite films, The Devil Wears Prada, The Departed, The Killing of John Lennon, Michael Clayton, and An Englishman in New York. And Ingrid, I do believe that uh, that Halloween 5, The Return of Michael Myers, should be added there. Is that correct? Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I'm, I'm only mentioning that because AMC did their kind of their their fear week for Halloween. It's like, you know, how about showing The Shining, The Exorcist, Poltergeist, but instead they're showing like the fifth and sixth sequels to 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 what's already these really bad movies. <laughs> anyway, that's another. Again, that's another show. But uh, we we really appreciate you taking time to drop by the uh, the cafe. Thank you for doing so. 
And um, I've got a question right out of the gate here. Tell us, well, tell us here in the cafe and our listeners, what is the difference between a manager and an agent? That's one of those questions that if you ask 10 different people, you'll get 10 different answers. But my take on it is that um, an agent primarily is somebody that procures auditions for clients. Um, They're most of the time affiliated with the union and their primary job is to get auditions for the clients that they represent. Um, A manager is similar in some ways because they also many times are getting auditions for their clients. But a manager tends to do, in the beginning of an actor's career, more in terms of developing an actor, um, which can range from anything from helping make sure they have the right materials, headshots, resumes, reels, demos, uh, marketing tools as a whole. And uh, then later in an actor's career, as they're busier and maybe have the manager and several agents that they work with, the manager can be the liaison between the actors their agents, as well as PR people, lawyers, business managers, and all the things that an actor uh, who's further along in their career may have. So I would say an, a manager kind of manages all the aspects of the career of an actor in, in those ways, as well as kind of get them an audition, uh, auditions, right. but an agent is sort of strictly getting them uh, for the most part. Um, and, and Ingrid, um how did you get started in something like this? How did you get started as, as a manager? I, um, my first job in this industry was assisting at an agency. Um, I worked many years ago on the commercial voiceover and then the legit sides of the A-plus agency. And after working as uh, an assistant and then an agent there, I felt like I was working with a great group of, of actors, but I wanted to work with some of them and kind of work in all aspects of their career and not on just one area of it. So I decided to leave and take some of the clients that I'd been working with and manage them. And that was about 15 years ago. Um, Hmm. And I've been managing ever since. Very, very cool. Well, we know the industry has really changed, especially in the last, uh, you know, five to eight years here. Uh, with everybody recording from home and, and using the internet to network with with clients, uh, getting clients via Twitter and Facebook, you know, social media guru, so to speak. How has uh, home recording, the internet, and some of those pay-to-play sites out there uh, affect? How have they affected your business? You know, it's it's definitely helped my business for for the most part a lot. I mean, when I started in this business, breakdowns were hand delivered. Um, we, if we had to send demos, tapes, or anything, we were delivering by, uh, you know, messenger, uh, sending by mail, overnighting, that kind of thing. So it was just much slower. Now, you know, we get calls from casting directors or clients that need things, and we can have them so quickly. I mean, whether it's uh, we get scripts that our clients need to record, we send them back right away. Um, you know, changes can be made, and all of that can take place in less than an hour sometimes. Um, It's really made things so much quicker. Um, There's an immediacy now to things uh, that people expect and and get that we just didn't have before. So I feel like it's it's made it um, a lot easier in many ways on my side of things. It's made it accessible for more talent, I feel like. Um, And sometimes also though, you know, I used to leave my office at, I don't know, seven, 7.30 at night, go home and that was it. Now, 
I'm contacted all hours of the night and day for all kinds of things, and I contact my clients all hours of the day for all kinds of things. And you know, we may get requests late at night for recordings that have to get in for something that's going to record the next day. So, um, it, you know, that's it's good because people can get things done and get them done quickly. But it does kind of keep us working all the time sometimes. And so with the people that you represent looking, you know, when you um, either audition someone, what do you what do you look for personally in a good voice talent to represent? Um, when I get a demo, which is usually the first step, either somebody sends me their demo or other times a casting director, maybe that's hired somebody or a director or a client will say, I w- I'd love you to, to meet this person and listen to this demo. So first thing the the demo has to really stand out um it has to be something that i think is marketable it has to showcase a great voice the voice could be somebody that's just really relatable it could be that it's a really unique voice it could be just a type of voice that i don't have currently on my roster and that's what's going to kind of get me interested that in a great sounding demo and if it comes as a referral you know if the person says this person's reliable, they're wonderful, they do a great job, they book all the time, that's definitely going to contribute. So it's kind of a combination of a great voice, talent, good references, as well as when I meet the person and get a sense of them, you know, do they understand kind of the business side of things as well and realize that um, communication, getting things done in a timely manner, being available and all that comes into play. So. Um, there, there's a lot involved, and that's why I sort of listen to the demo, talk to the person, bring them in usually for an interview, um, get to know them a little bit, and then decide if, if it's going to be a good fit. Hi. Ah! <laughs> Damn it, Bish. Why do you sneak up on us like that? <laughs> I like to keep you on your toes, Twinkle Toes. Just remember, when you least expect it, expect it. <laughs> yeah, expect what? So, what will it be, lasses and lasses? Expect what? Hi, Bish. I'll have uh, just a, a regular coffee for me today, please. Oh, an excellent choice, as always, my little sugar pump fairy. <laughs> oh. Hello. Who's this vision? You're sweet. I'm Ingrid. And what magazine do you model for, my cherub? He's quite the charmer. <laughs> I know. Isn't it fun? Oh, yeah. He's a barrel of dead monkeys. <laughs> Actually, I'm a manager. Of what? The cricket team? <laughs> of actors. You have all actors on your cricket team? Must be a dramatic lot when someone gets caught behind. No, 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 there's no cricket. No cricket. Well, it would put some of them to good use anyway. I can bowl a wicked googly, you know, and I'm pretty hot at silly mid-off. Um, great. (laughs) And for Madam Butterfly here? Oh, just give me a coffee. (laughs) I'm sorry, what was that? Coffee, black. Are you feeling okay? Yeah, you know, I just don't like to give him, you know, ammo. Oh, you know it's all in good fun, lad. Whatever, just get me a coffee. As you wish. Actually, Bish, uh, throw some vanilla syrup in there, will you? Right. And uh, uh, some whipped cream with sprinkles. (sighs) Doreen, one L.I.D. What's an L.I.D.? Living in denial. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) shit. Anyway, (laughs) Ingrid... (laughs) Um, can you tell us about the most clever thing an actor has done to try to get you to represent them? Um, there's, there's been a couple. Uh, we've gotten, I've gotten submission. I got a submission one time that had a $10 bill in the envelope. 
<laughs> what nice. I'm gonna give you cash. A little out there. Um, we I had a cake come with the submission saying, "Will you represent me on it?" Nice. Oh and wow. Another time I went to, <laughs> yeah, it was it was tasty. Um, I went to a showcase one time and it was a sketch show. Uh, a bunch of sketches, and there were two actors in one of the sketches that were interested in me representing them. They knew I was going to be in the audience, and they had kind of written me into the sketch and said all these really nice things about Ingrid French during their sketch. So, nice. oh. <laughs> so did it work? <laughs> I have to um, especially the ten dollar one. That's a little cheesy. <laughs> it, yeah, it, unfortunately, the ten dollar didn't work. The cake didn't work. Um, the sketch show, I was actually really interested, which was why I was there. So that that one worked. Did you okay. what? What did you spend the ten dollars on? <laughs> we we just got coffee for the office. <laughs> <laughs> they just they didn't include a note or anything. Just ten bucks cash. I mean, who bribes somebody with ten dollars? Oh my I god! Know, I know. That'll I guess really it was me meant in. to look like just. I don't know. It was funny. We we had a good laugh over it and bought ourselves some coffee and read the cover letter and headshot, but it didn't uh, <laughs> didn't stick. Wow! Wow! That's well. Wow. On yeah. on the other now on the other side of the coin, what's the worst submission you've ever gotten? Um, probably a handwritten cover letter with my name spelled wrong, calling oh, me no. a casting director instead of a manager, and Uh-oh. asking me to <laughs> set them up for. Um, a session that I wasn't casting since I'm not a casting director, so I think it was just a total misdirect of of what they were looking for. So I figured that person really, I don't think they're ready for a manager. I think they need to get a little bit of a clue first. Yeah, no doubt. Well, I guess it's a little bit better than being sent a cassette. Or how many, Are people still sending you cassettes? I haven't had that happen in a while, but uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'd do if I got one of those. Although I will say... We had we requested this was only like maybe a year and a half two years ago we requested for a film a client to put themselves on tape reading the sides and they sent in a cassette tape of them reading the sides. Oh and, uh, wow! That was pretty bad. That sounds like something. That sounds like something Bish would do. <laughs> <laughs> Terry, you got a cassette a while back, didn't you? I did. And apparently, you didn't even yeah. have something to play it on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, apparently, I am a talent agent now. Um, actually, if you're if you're listed, if you're if you're ranked pretty well on Google, which Trish and I, uh, which we are because we've worked really hard at it, but uh, people just assume because it says voice in there or voice talent, they they also assume that we do representation. So I actually get MP3s sent to me, CDs, but yes, I did get a cassette with a handwritten note. Um, God, I think that was well over a year now, and. Uh, uh, I actually called the guy back and just said, man, if I had something to listen to it on, because <laughs> I was dying to hear it just because it was like one of those old TDK cassettes. Wow. But yeah, so it was, uh, I had a pretty good laugh at that. Um, Ingrid, do you, do you also though, you still get CDs, right? Do you prefer uh, submissions with CDs or do you take them? Like do, how do, how do people mostly submit? I prefer MP3s. Occasionally I'll get a hmm. CD, but I, I really, anytime I'm, telling anybody to, to submit I, I do like an mp3 okay that's interesting I, I I've talked to some other you know agents and managers and I guess everybody's different in their in their own preferences but I know CDs are you know definitely still used I was just yeah. wondering how often do you yeah. do you think twice about representing somebody that submits a CD or is it kind of like old school or how do you feel about CDs in general 
honestly, when they come in, they tend to sit around. If somebody sends me an MP3 or a link, it, I'm usually right there, so I click on it and listen to it. If it's a CD, I'll probably throw it next to my computer and maybe get to it, but <laughs> it's it's definitely longer. If it's if it's easily accessible and I can just click on it, I'm much more likely to, to listen to it. It'd have to mm-hmm. be like a really quiet day, nothing happening, and then maybe I'll pick up a CD and throw it in. Mm, okay, cool. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good question there, Trish. Well, uh, Ingrid, we know that you're a busy person and we'll definitely let you get on with your uh, work day and uh, weekend. So uh, we appreciate the time. Appreciate it, you guys. It's been fun. All right. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll talk to you soon and have a great weekend. Uh, the pleasure has been ours. <laughs> Thanks, Thank Ingrid. You. Thank you. You guys, too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Ingrid French, a great woman, Trish. Uh, another yeah. great guest on our show. I'm really uh, pleased that she took the time to visit with us today. Yeah, Ingrid had some a lot of uh, good information and a lot of insight from somebody that's been in the business for a little while. It's definitely it's uh, it, it's nice to hear. You know, everybody seems to have a different opinion about right, things. But right. It's very interesting to uh, to hear everybody's take on things. Yeah, it's nice to have agents and managers on the show because you really you really never know what kind of answer you're going to get. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's not really sometimes there's just really not a right or wrong answer. It's whatever works for that particular talent or agency and it's just nice to get a, a broad perspective like that yeah yep agreed mm-hmm. but uh we'll wrap things up just want to remind you guys we, we we haven't really touched on this for a while dish but if people want to ask us questions you know they can send us emails through the uh the website which is voiceovercafe.org and, and by the way you can subscribe to voiceover cafe on itunes now as well but you know if you want to send us an email terry at universalvoicetalent.com or trish Trish at voiceoversbytrish.com. We can use a few of the questions uh, on the show, or you can visit our Facebook page, facebook.com slash voiceovercafe. You can find us there. And we have a community page now on Google+. Plus. So uh, you can yes, uh, be, our, be our friend there. Those are... Uh, you got the whole social media thing covered now. Definitely. But, uh, you know, we'd like to thank our guest, Ingrid French, and our sponsor, by the way, VoiceOver Extra. Don't forget the VoiceOver Virtual Digital Conference is happening now until November 30th. Mm-hmm. Dish, good to be with you today. And uh, I'm not sure who we're going to have on our next show, but uh, we promise you that we'll make it worth your time and we appreciate William Shatner. Everybody. Yeah, let's, we're just going to keep going with that until the viral rumor really gets around and then he comes on. Yes, maybe it'll work. All right. Uh, have a great weekend, Dish, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Terry. You too. Bye. That's a wrap on another episode of the VoiceOver Cafe. Subscribe to our podcast and hear previous episodes at voiceovercafe.org. This is Sean Caldwell. Thanks for listening. See you next time at the VoiceOver Cafe.